A table for every world, a world for every table. This is Table Flip, where we explore every setting the Genesis RPG system has to offer. Hello and welcome to Table Flip. This is the familiar session where we are going to talk a little bit about the familiar setting and start building some characters for you to listen to in the actual play that's going to be coming up uh, next release. So familiar. So this setting is really cool. I think that one of the things that's different about it and which sort of makes it an odd choice for our series is that it's not so much a setting as it's like a metatone because it's you can do familiar in any setting, right? There's no world building in the in the splat itself or in the foundry product itself, which is very different than most settings. So I think settings may be a little bit of a misnomer, but what is unique about it and does make it make sense that it's called the setting is that it's very it's a very heavy metatone, right? There is no matter what setting you're in, like th- there's this degree of I don't know, familiarity if you're playing familiar, pun not intended. Like the, it's such a heavy tone that it's, it is something that carries between settings that you drop it into. But you can drop it into any setting. One of the things that I really... It'd be pretty rad to do like a Cthulhu familiar setting. That'd be weird. That would actually be super cool, I think. Right? Wouldn't it if, be sick? Yeah, that'd be... No, no, if you were like... <laughs> oh man, yeah. If you were at like cosmic horror, eldritch familiars or something and you're basically playing like evil cultists but not the evil cultists the familiars yeah that'd be super cool but so like there's like cool little things you can do with it one of the things that occurred to me that i think makes it actually a really pleasant and uh, i would say like joyful sort of setting or meta setting is that or not meta setting meta tone is that it it lets you do like this is like a vector for young people for children to play genesis and it lets you do like very child focused themes or veneers and still do cool, more mature, interesting stories if you want. But because it is like you are playing these sort of anthropomorphized animals, they're not really anthropomorphized because you're they're still the animals. They're ascended or uplifted animals. So that's my initial thought on it. I don't know what, if you guys have any takeaways. Yeah. Yeah, I think what you're saying is right. The, the, the thing that I had a hard time grasping and it is just the... Magic, but like literally very low magic. Like all the different archetypes can basically just cast a utility spell. But I'm excited. I've got a couple ideas, uh, as I said, probably goofy, and hopefully they're not too goofy. But I think that probably needs to be in this setting. The thing that might make this not for everybody is that master, almost servant type dynamic where the PCs are inherently bound to an NPC in what could be a weird way. I actually, so I had questions about that and was curious about that because I didn't know if it was intended ever to be played in conjunction with somebody who was playing as the masters or if it was this fun thing where you actually got to play both of them or if the game master was actually supposed to be in charge of the masters. And I skimmed again. I read this in like 20 minutes. So <laughs> yeah, I think that the, I think you certainly can play it like that. My, my impression from reading through it is that it's <laughs> the answer is yes. No, my, my impression from reading through it is that you, you can do a lot of interesting stuff like that, but at its core, I think that familiar was written for you to play just the familiars. It's supposed to give you this, uh, it's supposed to, it's supposed to, a big part of it is the power differential between things are balanced within the system as they normally are b- balanced, but you are also playing these familiars with, like Tyler was saying, this like really low magic. You have very limited access to the magic system. Your stats are already lower than what they would normally be. I would think that's like the goal is to play it like that, which is again, like another way, like you could easily, but you could adapt the framework of this for a lot of things. Like I said, you could adapt it to, you could do a kids on bikes type of story where instead of familiars you're just doing different school kid archetypes or something or it could be kids on bikes but it's the familiars are lost in this sort of uh, apocalypse where because that's what the kids on bikes is it's not 100 percent familiar with that but it could be that the familiars all their masters are gone they have no idea where they went and they're that's what they got to do yeah, yeah. So I sorry. So I meant kids on bikes as like a genre of the eighties, nineties TV shows of yes, Stranger Things. Yes, Stranger Things. The Goonies, or if you want to go weird it, with it. 
They're like kids. They're like teenagers who are going to go kill each other. It's fine. And they're riding the subway instead of bikes. Sometimes they're riding bikes. It's a great movie. Everybody watch it. That's true. They are high school kids. Yeah, they are. The setting they're supposed to be like, I think, 14 to 16 or something. Yeah, they are. Like I think maybe the oldest is 18. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think I associate it with Apocalypse because for some reason in my head, I think the only time I've ever played is in the context of a bunch of kids at the end of the world. Yeah. There, there is Tales from the Loop. It's not really post-apocalyptic, but it's like this alternate post-catastrophe of some sort. Like, history? The game. So Tales from the Loop, actually, there is... But that, that's not just kids on bikes. That's like a lot of different stories. Oh, I'm thinking about, sorry, I'm thinking about the TV show. Okay. Yeah, no, but so the TV show is based on the art. And then there's also a game based on the art for Tales from the Loop, which is very much kids on bikes. It is a kids on bikes sort of story. Oh my God, say kids on bikes one more time. Kids on bikes. And then there is also a, a game called Kids, kids on, on bikes. bikes, which is literally about <laughs> Kids on bikes and kids on broomsticks. Uh, too. Then, <laughs> getting back to familiar, the, gonna get that. Gonna get that opens up an interesting idea where you, if you have, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> two players and you want to, but they want to play both a, a wizard and a familiar, they could possibly each play each other's familiar. So they each have two characters. <laughs> so it'd be an interesting dynamic to put in there, but. Yeah, I think this is meant mostly just to be the familiars. I, the familiars are definitely not on the same power level as a normal player character in another Genesis campaign. But that does have me thinking what would be amazing is if you're playing a longer campaign in like Runes of Terra, or not Runes of Terra, Realms of Terranoth. It ruins my mind. I hate Terranoth, but Realms of Terranoth is what it's technically called. Or any like <laughs> other fantasy setting. And you could have a bottle session or adventure where all of a sudden you're all playing the familiars of the group that everyone's been treating as like throwaway NPCs. And that's your characters for the next like three sessions of adventure or something. Yeah. I think that would be a super rad interim adventure. It any other game, I think. But yeah, I so it's a pretty portable setting. Or, or again, I really hesitate to call it setting Metatone, but it's cool though. I dig it. I like it. I think there's some cool ideas here. The way that things have been powered down is really neat. You just have the flat lower stat arrays, which is pretty straightforward, but you also have a lower starting experience. Most of the starting experience is 50 experience. And you have this, like you were saying, that the magic is limited in this learn specific spells and it's almost like a throwback to vancian magic systems where you have a specific power word or whatever that you're saying and it does one specific thing rather than the more freeform magic that genesis is a little bit more recognized for which is cool before we get into talking about the characters we're gonna roll up what do we want what are we thinking for a setting? I talked a little bit about the actual placing the story of that, the actual play in this place called Nasher City of Powers and just have mm-hmm. generically wizarding and everything. As far as the themes go, I think that this setting lends itself to, like I said, these child focused themes like coming of age stories or dealing with the differences between allowed spaces one thing you can have with the familiars is that there are spaces that familiars aren't allowed into without their masters focusing on those themes is what i'm thinking is there anything that sort of jumps out at you that you think would be really cool to explore on the actual play actually related to the idea of there being places where the familiars aren't allowed maybe in whatever place this is there's a place where the familiars are allowed to go, but the masters aren't. And maybe it's not necessarily like a formalized thing that the wizards have set up this club for familiars. Maybe it's just the familiars sneak away and hang out at this back alley club kind of deal. I like that because I think that so one that is directly like one of the things, one of the themes that it talks about is this the hidden world, right? This hidden world of familiars where you can play the setting in a way that where you where the master like no one knows the familiars are sentient they're just taken for granted and i so this definitely falls within what the author intended 
for the second yeah. he played in. I also just like that, too, because it's a cool foil for, like you're saying, the masters have their places, the familiars have their places, and they, it's like a, a interesting parallel there. But it also, the other thing that's cool about that is that it gets to like the hangout spot that you have. It's like the playground where you hang out with your friends when you're a kid or something. Okay. I don't, I'm really harping on the fact that I think that this can be like ported easily to fun kids games, but it's the parallels are plentiful. I'll try and pull myself back from it. On the other side of things, and to pull you back a little bit further, I think it would be interesting to explore the difference between, say, a very old familiar and a very new familiar, kind of that, as you said, coming of age, coming into your familiarness or whatever it is, learning yeah. about your intellect. And then seeing a familiar who's maybe been there for hundreds of years and the potential moral degradation that they go through. Maybe the potential just complete disassociation because they're not really welcome in what used to be their home anymore. When they speak to others of their kind that aren't familiars, they're just fucking stupid. <laughs> and how do you get over that? I, I like, yeah, then that, I think that's a cool theme too. I just, I'm laughing because I'm imagining too, just like the normal familiars. And then you just have this old grizzled dog, like some gray whiskered dog looking at himself in the mirror, like with a, a paw holding a flask, just like clearly glued to it from off screen. He's oh, yeah. another day with these fucking newbies. See, I was thinking more on the not having respect for life end of things, but yeah, sure, that too. I, but even with that though, because the idea of familiars is related to all sorts of magic. It's going a bit darker. Right? So you have the witch's familiar and everything, and then you have the warlock's familiar, and you have the, you have the demonic side of familiars too, and the sort of more evil or hellish side of them too. And then you have all also like the sort of fey side of things too where which is specifically referenced in the splat itself oh, splat. but i think yeah looking at the idea of what is how does an evil familiar work with other familiars because certainly there must be darker familiars out there if it, depending mm. on how broad your magic system is and splat just means like a source book it's, no i gathered oh, that okay. i just think it's a silly word <laughs> it's because when you pick up the <laughs> When you bring your books to your friend's house to play a game of D&D, splat it down. Yes, that makes the splat sound, and that's why they're called splats. Or when I go over to your house and you're like, I've got all these books, you can read them all. And I'm like, that's I okay. I think I've been doing no, it No, it doesn't make any sense. No, just read them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's just like, here's the tablet. I'm like, oh, okay. Don't splat that because that's an expensive piece of equipment, dude. I don't want you to... <laughs> don't break my tablet, man. Yes, please. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I've been doing this wrong because usually it's a it's giant It's all about what kind of table them. you're splatting it on. Fair enough, fair enough. Or what you're carrying it in. Back in the 3.0 <laughs> 3 days, I had I had a crate full of books that I lugged around with me. Yeah, say, if you had, the, yeah, like in, in 3.0 and 3.5, right, you had a ton of, so many more hardcover books too, which is weird because the term comes from when like most books were hardcover. Yeah. At least I remember most of my tabletop RPG books when I was younger being hardcover books. And it's not really until relatively recently with the rise of print on demand and indie publishing that you have yeah. so many more soft cover books. Like half of my library of TTRPGs right now are soft cover books a little bit of weird trivia about <laughs> the origin of the word splat but yeah so that's what cool. i okay so like the themes that i'm thinking is that yeah we have the places that familiars can familiars can go and masters either don't go there or don't know about it as an interesting foil and then the differences between an old familiar and relatively new familiars and which again makes sense within the context of how this is written because old familiars are said within the setting to not age the same way. So you can have these extremely old familiars. I'm going to even put the difference between quote unquote dark magic familiars and others because surely that would be an interesting thing to explore. Yeah. Don't you worry. The two characters that I came up with are a new familiar and an old familiar. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I know. Almost like you're planting these seeds. Well, yeah. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just talk a little bit about the characters that we have, <laughs> Lindsay? Since you clearly have some characters in mind, you basically volunteered. Oh, God, you're gonna make me go first, you bastard. You're. Uh... 
<laughs> oh, hold on. My computer's yelling at me to update. <laughs> no. There we go. I won't. I sure won't. You remember all those red images on my screen saying, update me. And I was like, no. I don't. I don't remember those. So, shocker, I decided. Oh, you, I don't know. I shared my screen with you at some point and you were like, oh, for the love of God, update your things. And I was like, I oh, won't. Maybe. I absolutely won't. Someday. Someday. One day. I updated a few of them because they wouldn't let me use anything anymore. Anyway, shocker, I decided on a crow and a rabbit because they're perfect. I don't know. What more could you want? And then when I was reading through, I was like, oh, good. They have raven and hair. That works fine for archetypes. But I was thinking it would be fun to base them off of like mythological creatures in a way and oh gosh the crow i always forget how it's actually pronounced it's spelled bad b like b-a-d-b which cracks me up but i think it's pronounced like bave or something like that or bev or i don't really know wait this is like a mythological crow that's spelled as bad b yeah dude hold on let me look up the pronunciation because i can't remember I'm just going to pronounce it bad B. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping for, because I think that's the best. And I want the crow to constantly be upset that nobody can pronounce their name. Yes, Irish mythology. No shit. So it makes sense. A lot of people like Irish crows. There is also a hacker named bad B. Oh, then maybe they just are a bad B. Maybe they're just a bad bitch. They could just also be a bad bitch. I'm assuming it's Russian because their name is Vladislav Horohorin. Eastern European. Or that. But yeah, or maybe they're super into Irish mythology too, but, or maybe a little bit of both. Cool. So basically, like, it's actually a goddess that takes the form of the crow, but like a war goddess and known mostly for like basically, I think they called it like, like war grounds, like the gardens of Bave or whatever it is, or the gardens of Bave. And uh, they would use things like just absolute terror and fear, like, clouds of dense mist and horrible sounds and i think they used to say things like rains of fire which who knows what the hell that means to just basically give the opposing army no rest so it's sound madness intelligence and all that kind of stuff so i thought that would be a cool one to go with no, that's awesome. thank god yeah, it's part of the tuatha de Danann, the sort of irish fey pantheon and also, according to Wikipedia, very trustworthy on this, Bave, which I think is the right way to pronounce it, also pro- foretold the end of the world. Radical. Who doesn't foretell the end of the world these days? Come on. Yeah, apocalypse prophecy. Oh man, this familiar is going to hate my two characters. Oh dude, this familiar is supposed to hate everybody. Don't even worry. Tyler's characters are good B. <laughs> <laughs> good B and better B. <laughs> the funny thing is one of them's name is close to that. One of their names is close to that. Cool. I'll make sure my character's name like okay B and so. <laughs> so so B. <laughs> so B. So that's that's cool. So you're so you're thinking to like really focus on those themes of a uh, harbinger of uh, yeah, apocalyptic yeah. omen. I don't know if we're gonna go that far, but like definitely that. I kind of want to look at the magic, and I skimmed through it, and I was like, I don't know what I want. I'm wondering if we can shift a few things a little bit so that it's magical like it's it's spell that it has can be something a little bit different and more in tune with the character but i kind of yeah i want it to be a little bit more just disturbing and unpleasant in general than a lot of other familiars that it encounters and i wasn't sure for the career i think i feel like maybe observer would be good but maybe pupil would be good i still need to look at those and see what i want for that but yeah, there's, and it's interesting that there's so many, like, this has a ton of careers in it. So wh- one thing about that, too, is you can tell that this is an earlier Foundry product on Genesis because... You can tell by the font. Well, the font, it was also, <laughs> and the art that's used. But also, it's just it's like more, <laughs> so lately, more Genesis products have been a lot looser with careers. Because co- the careers are basically just like a handful of skills that you get. So it, they're not super important yeah, or, and, and it's silly to be really limiting on them. Awesome. So we can do stuff with the career if you want us to push it up. Good. Cause I was going to say, can I make one up? Yeah, I think so. Why don't we? Well, awesome. Great. It's going to be reasonable. It's going to be reasonable. Don't worry. But why don't we say you can make one up as a modulation on one that exists. So maybe you can change one that exists. So we still are like playing from what's in the book, but maybe yeah. we swap skills. What I was thinking is that there are some that like the skills are pretty much fine, but I might want to like swap one and then just change like a little bit of the idea behind it. Because I almost feel like observers almost, but it needs to be switched a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's totally fine. I think that works. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the, the raven is cool as, as an archetype because they have the... This is a crow. Get it right. Sorry, the crow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you, you, better birds? you better understand no, no, him quick because I got a bird as well. <laughs> is every pregen we make to be a bird? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Get ready for birds. <laughs> <laughs> but oh okay so the linguist thing it's interesting so there's you can replace a you can use a, instead of a social skill check you can use intellect instead of your normal characteristic which is cool so I don't know, that's just neat yeah <laughs> so great neat. i'm glad oh, that's oh, neat i'm happy it's neat cool but so that's the basic for that one and then the other one is a rabbit. And that one, if you will all do me a favor of pulling up Wikipedia and looking up Nana Bozo. Sorry, Nana Bozo. I believe it is. Nana How are you spelling that even? N-A-B-O-Z-H-O, I believe. It is a Native American. Trickster God. Yeah, Trickster God. Or oh, did I have? Or figure, cultural hero. Oh, Trickster. I think you said Oyster God. Yeah, some Native American tribes had very, very New England. Yeah, I like it. There's gotta be, there's gotta be mythology think, involving oysters. Oh, hold on, I think depending on the tribe, though, it might be a little bit different. Let me. Yeah, the first uh, thing this familiar hears, they like ascend to familiar. Oh, oh man, this one's lame. Poor rabbit. Basically, oh, absolutely. Come on. Okay, so. Sorry, trying to eat this, garden. Yeah, this is from yeah, some other readings I've done, obviously, because here they're yeah, singing cool, normal trickster spirits, but also can be a rabbit. So I would name the rabbit Nana because I thought that was cute. But yeah, like a little bit of the trickster, clowny, kind of walking that fine line of are you like, is what you're doing cool or not cool? But like probably this one, I would always go toward they want to be good in the long run. And that one I want to be kind of like very, a fairly new familiar born because of an accidental thing that happened at a farm while it was trying to steal some food. That kind of thing. It, maybe it got in the crossfire of a sorcerer creating a familiar or something. Or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking like it would be like it was like sneaking along and this sorcerer was maybe doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing or practicing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Maybe he's not supposed to be having a familiar yet. And he was like, I'm going to make myself one. And he had something really cool and he gets a rabbit instead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fuck. <laughs> As the rabbit's just munching on an onion, being like, man, I just wanted some food. <laughs> yeah, because they're really obnoxious animals. <laughs> but I also, it's also one of those things where, again, with, if you, God, if you look into, if you look into anything with the rabbit or the hare or what have you, there's so much random, weird mythological lore on that shit. It's just, thank God. There's, they, they are very weird animals. Like, I think there's one where, I think going back to what you were saying about the raven or the crow, like, I think there is actually one where the rabbit destroys the world by pulling the sun down to it. And then it has to be born again or something like this. It's, like, it's fun. But this one, I think, would be more of like a light and fire kind of style creature. That sounds cool. That's all I thought about. There you go. Those are my characters. Congratulations. <laughs> this one's career is a gatherer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll work on the career. Oh. We'll work on the careers offline, I think, but that makes sense for the already committed no deeply to this gatherer career. So the other thing too is I think that normally we <laughs> deeply will have we start with a hundred bonus experience, but given the sort of inherent lower Threshold, the power of this, still a bonus, but 50 experience. Cool. Yep. So you can get some of those skills I'm in your so career. Excited. But yeah. So, Lindsay, you have a cranky old crow and a chaotic fish out of water rabbit. Tyler, what are you thinking? Makes sense. Okay. I'll say I'm sorry first, but all right. <laughs> So the first character, uh, so this is the looser concept. This is the one that I like really thought up of today. I had some ideas and today I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. So it's going to use the owl archetype, but it's a parrot. Of course. Yes. And, is, and it's been a familiar for a little while, but recently it heard some stories about pirates and they have parrots <laughs> and he is totally into that you would have to so be. he's like throwing himself into being a pirate and his name 
It's going to be Polly. But I'd imagine that's like the impetus for whatever tension there is between Polly and Polly's master probably is related to piracy not being a polite thing to have your familiar do in company. Yeah, and let's be clear, by piracy, what we're talking about is he's just stealing shit at this point. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't mean to imply that, like, he has, like, a tiny little airship that he goes and, like, robs couriers on the way to deliver mail or something. (laughs) You're being bored. They're like, I'm not on anything. You're being bored. That's the next step if he's not... Damn it, Polly. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that this will be... I... I I think... <laughs> Babe and Polly definitely are going to be required to be in the game somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they they belong together. Happy go lucky Polly and the curmudgeon Babe who loves shiny things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So the other character is named GB and that's spelled J E B Y. But he's a Golden Lab familiar, and he's called GB because he's the goodest boy. So he's the... I don't understand the correlation. GB, yeah, it's spelled phonetically. GB as in the initials, G, good for good boy. Oh, but you're spelling it because you spelled it for me, so that way... I, when you spelled okay. it, I was like, okay, so that makes no sense now. <laughs> it's spelled phonetically. I'm good. We're fine. Everything's fine here. It's okay. It's been a long day for everybody. He is a protector, but he and I like to think of him almost like dumb, friendly jock, like that 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 trope in sitcoms where there's always that jock that sort of bridges the gap between the other groups and the jocks, uh, and somehow yeah, like manages good, to pull it jock. off. Yeah, like in the movie The Babysitter, where everybody's trying to kill him, but the jock is still supportive of him. Don't know what that. Movie. Don't know that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen The Babysitter. Again? It's an amazing movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just, like, amazing. You, you fucking heathens. It's a wonderful film. With, you heathens. Amazing movie. Fantastic, like, hilarious horror movie. And one of the jocks who's just, he's ripped and amped. And everyone has to kill this one kid because cults, rituals, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. Anyway, they got to murder him. And when the jock is trying to kill him, every single time he fights back, he's, that's great, buddy, you can do this, while he's trying to murder him. Wait, 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 wait was this like a movie theater movie? It's a, f- I don't know, I don't go to movie theaters, but it's a great movie. It's from 2017. It's fantastic. Doesn't matter now. Everyone watch it. Yeah, I want to see this now. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It is, yeah. The Babysitter, Killer Queen. Yeah. Was a sequel to it. Yep. That's the yeah. second one. I thought Killer Queen is the sequel, so just watch yeah. The Babysitter. Killer first. Queen doesn't hold up. The sequels were let down. Oh, oh no, okay. still good. Still good, but you gotta watch the first okay, one. It's a 2017 <laughs> film, so it should still be on Netflix. So while Netflix is still around, go check it out. Don't and know then, how long honestly, that's gonna be there on for. This tangent, what I was talking about before, it's the Crimson Permanent Assurance, and it's the short film that plays before Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Ugh. Watch that too. It's about the high season finance. I've seen the meaning of Now I have to go find it. Uh, and even if I did, I the DVD player is not hooked up. Oh, God, no. You, yeah. an adult, have homework to do. You're welcome. Now you're going to have to watch that. You're welcome. <laughs> I think <laughs> you don't have the DVD. Come on, get with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even. Yeah. I don't even. I don't know if I have a DVD player anymore. But. Okay, sorry. So back to the goodest boy, or GB. Yeah, so the only other thing (laughs) I have about him is, and again, we're going really off the wall here. So his utility spell is the clean, tidy mend. And people often make fun of him when he uses it because he has to, like, get his nose really close to things to do. And it looks like he's eating it. Oh, my God. He he does a... It's like a contact spell where he like boops his snoot into things to cast spells on it because that's he adorable. He, he just he just has to get really close, so it often looks like he's eating vomit or oh no, oh, buddy, things like that. Oh, good boy. 
And he's a little self-conscious about it. And I like to think of him having undergone the process of becoming a familiar in that awkward stage that labs have where their limbs are like normal size, but they're not quite fully grown yet. So they're always awkward. This is just too cute. (laughs) I'm upset. Wait, so are his, <laughs> is he permanently in that post-puppy stage? That lopping adorable stage? Where, uh, yeah, like the, his legs are too big for his body Oof. and his paws are huge? Or is it that's just when he became a familiar? That's when he became a familiar. And I think they probably he'll probably age out, but it's taking longer now because he's, he ages slower. Oh, sure. So he's getting there, but he's <laughs> still like in that awkward stage. Yes. Yeah, he's a forever young puppy. <laughs> Why would anyone have yeah. any other familiar in this world if you could have a forever young puppy dog? That's great. <laughs> that... I don't want to take care of a dog. Are you kidding me? Jesus. Fuck, give me a bird. That's incorrect. That is. <laughs> I fundamentally disagree <laughs> with everything that just happened. But that's fine. People are welcome to their own pets. In reality, I want a snake. That'd really? Awesome. You can do that. Yeah, dude, they're cool. Are they cool? You know, my favorite thing is a boa constrictor. Because then they'll be, you'll be sitting there reading a book, and then they just kind of like start climbing up, and you're like, oh, you're trying to squish me. Oh, you're trying. Oh, no, stop that. Stop it. Stop. Okay, you go over here now. A good thing about snakes is that they help keep, in theory, they're good pest control, I would imagine. Bad thing about snakes is that you can't wake up and snuggle a snake. That's <laughs> like, you don't sleep with a snake in your bed. You could wake up and it could be snuggling you. Yeah, that's a, that's a horror movie that you've described. <laughs> Not a way that I've ever wanted to wake up. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> but you could wake up being slowly <laughs> swallowed and digested alive. It's warm. <laughs> they can't eat you. They just try to, a boa will just wrap around you and be like, I'm frustrated because I can't murder you. And you're like, I'm sorry, bud. It's, it's all right. Just a bit upset right now. <laughs> yeah, it's also, that's that's the other aspect, too. Like, even cats, it gets a little uncomfortable because you know that if you die, the cats will, in fact, eat your body. With a snake, literally, it's just waiting for a chance to eat you. You are just food that's too big for it. That's all it. you yep. are. I like practical yep. animals. I like practical animals. But you're not going to train your snake to, like, <laughs> rat stuff for you. They'll eat rodents. No, I'm practical in that, like, if I die, the cat would be like, well, oh. that's the food that I got, so I'm going to eat that. It's- How sad is it to think that like, if I'm sitting there choking to death and the dog is standing over me, like, I love you, I want to help you, but I can't because I'm a dog. And you're like, I understand, I'm so sorry. I know, Please if only my dog would lean over me like, I'm so glad you're going to die. I can't wait for you to die. I hate you. No. It would be so I'm much better. It's not glad about it. They're not glad about it. But think about it, looking up at the dog being like, please don't sit here. Imagine, because I, I if, say you live alone and you got a dog and you're just like, please, when I die, please eat me. Please eat me so that you don't die. And the dog's like, I could never. I love you too much. And you're like, shit, you're going to die, too, because no one's going to check on me because I hate talking to people. No. And then you die knowing that your dog's going to die. That's terrible. Yeah, just, just chew your food. That's fair. That's fair. To be true, one of my greatest... Now I, that I have a kid, I have a whole ton of terrible greatest fears. But ignoring that, before that, one of my greatest fears was that, like, Jenny and I would die in a plane crash or something. And then... And, yeah, and I mean, my dog would be, like, left I'd be like, Tribulus would be like, oh my god, we're gonna die. What's gonna happen to Emmett? My dog, I would, see, I would die. I that sounds about. terrible. I hate that. <laughs> Because I love Emmett, and that's stressful. It is very stressful, but... <laughs> Therefore, I need an animal that will eat my body. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be happy that it dies, too. If you say that to a cat, and the cat understands it, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Okay, that sounds right. I'll be like, thank God. <laughs> Reason. That's all I need. Yeah, exactly. That's a, to be fair, cats are also easier to take care of, which is nice. Uh, they're so easy to take care of. If it's all right with you, I'm not going to wait till you're like, cold because I, I prefer my meals I, Yeah, You know what? No, that's fine. That's fine. As long as I'm not breathing. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I can't guarantee. I kind of want to. I want to do a snake familiar now, though, but maybe not. I know. I know. I made the raven or I made the crow and the rabbit. And then I was like, oh, they're snakes. Well, 
because I totally made this before I looked at the book. It is my approach, and I will stick by it for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's one way to go about it. It's an approach. Yeah, whatever. It works. Uh, whatever gets the creative juices flowing. So my... So I'm not... So I had a fox was one of my familiars, and the other one was the frog. I think since we have the dog familiar, I'm going to nix the fox one. Also, foxes aren't... Like, foxes are cool animals, but they're not... They're fine. They're not that cool. Look at... I'm sorry. Look at Japanese mythology and tell me that. No, I... So, yeah, there's, like, cool stuff with them. But I'm just saying, they're not as adorable as... Though, to be fair, like, silver foxes are adorable and i really it's like a good classic red fox fan oh i like the spider too i re- yeah even foxes are actually super cute and polar foxes too are super cute yeah i'll stick with the fox i think actually screw the snake. snakes are dumb and are as are spiders i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the fox okay but the first one that i'm gonna do is the frog or toad i think it is in this i don't have it fleshed out nearly as well as you guys have yours <laughs> fleshed out but with the frog, though, I like the idea of super druidy nature magic, and probably because Lindsay and I were talking about mushrooms relatively recently, mm-hmm. I like the idea of like mushrooms being involved. So I'm imagining like a little frog dude that has fungus, like little mushrooms growing out of him. And everything, and maybe he's like a yeah. like a rabbit sized frog. Them, they're magic mushrooms. Yeah, I would think that like the way that he My casts God. magic spells or his magic is oh. by forcing mushrooms into your mouth. <laughs> because that sounds really oh, aggressive oh, I like and very that. not borderline. That is legitimately assault, but <laughs> yeah, it's like secretly getting people to eat them. Something with the mushrooms. I was thinking more like the mushrooms would like puff, like little spores would pop out of the mushrooms. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know if I want my frog dude to be dosing people though, but. Not a salt if it's just you breathing it in. Oh, no. Wink. That's what it sounds like he's doing. <laughs> you turned my familiar into the worst person who does drugs. Oh, how'd you like that cookie? That's the strongest edible I've ever made in my life. Enjoy yourself. That would be my nightmare. I would vomit my brains I out. I think that's a lot of people. I, I feel like being, yeah. Oh, jeez. Is... I'm legitimately allergic to THC. Yeah, that's also, that'd be, yeah, that'd be a whole issue. That So that would also be like being poisoned basically yeah so yeah that's that's fair but even without the allergy i quite enjoy pot but i don't want someone to secretly put it into a cookie for me i'd be annoyed yeah no i'd rather know that it's in there yeah I'd rather be able yeah, especially to with edibles too but also in general yeah like people don't give other people drugs without their permission let's just put that there as like a disclaimer yeah it would be yeah. bad. That's the tagline. That's the PSA for this entire podcast. We're going to start off with, hello and welcome to Table Flippers. Do yeah, yeah. not give it's people so- drugs they don't know they're eating. Today, we will be exploring <laughs> the blank setting. We recorded every start. <laughs> don't do Yes. <laughs> Most people will do as many as you want that is healthy and safe. And many as you want. Be reasonable. Does not have long consequences. <laughs> i have 30 seconds to fill in that opener okay that's i got time okay so anyway frog boy toad toad buddy is fungal and has like mushrooms growing and casts magic out of his out of the mushroom growth yeah i don't know what on the one hand i feel like we don't have a like any of these characters are i guess hi the crow is imperious and serious is how it sounds yes okay okay no stranger to blood and gore in the fields of battle <laughs> and, and murderous too but so i was thinking but yeah so i don't know like bit. maybe the frog toad would also be another old familiar but unlike babe feel like frog boy is more like the, the mellowed out as you age type of nice like the Uncle Iroh of the group. Trope. Yeah, exactly. Like he's always yeah. eating flies, but I feel like he, in the way that Iroh treats tea, nice. 
frog boy as like a very like very seriously takes so flies and knows the difference between fruit flies and other flies horse flies gnats gnats are flies technically I think black are, flies are black flies that's just like a fly yeah that's like a generic they're just like a kind of fly anybody in New Hampshire can tell you that there's a black fly and it's a pain in the freaking ass every summer no that's the horse fly no but they black flies don't bite you swarm like wicked bad my uncle my uncle lives up there and Oh yeah, for a there's long time annoying. that's we true. We couldn't enjoy his backyard where we were up there because there was just like swarms. Yeah, that's they just the, come from that's nowhere. That's like the green tea of flies. Like it's fine. Frog boy's not going to eat that. That's disgusting. Ew, there's a fly called the flesh fly. What if it's delicious? That's like a that's like a delicacy. Like every now and then on Ascension Day, whenever when have, Frog Boy ascended to familiarhood, his master aw. gets him a little say corpse fly or flesh fly. There's flesh fly. Like a, a flesh fly. There's corpse flies too, though. Oh, probably. Anyway, I haven't gotten that far into dear the listeners, fly list. There's a lot of flies. You'll be excited to know that by the time we have this actual play ready, <laughs> I will have a giant <laughs> list of flies. Cool. Though. I like that, though. I think that's a that, that's really good. I want to do something with like <laughs> hypnosis and hypnotoad references, but I don't. Uh, it's maybe a little too on the nose. It's also too much work. I don't know. We'll leave it as is for now. Yeah. Then the other one is going to be like a fox. And that's the thing. So I don't know. I don't have a good. This is why I was waffling on the fox familiar, because I just don't have a good idea for what kind of familiar the fox would be. I guess like a stealthy, sneaky, but the rabbit is already like a trickster, clowny character, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like a little bit goofy, but a little bit like uh. But maybe yeah, little. maybe the fox would be also like a trickster, but and take himself like very seriously, right? Yeah. Like a, yeah, like more of a schemer. Like I, like the fox does like heists, right? Like the rabbit does jokes and practical jokes. The fox, in the meantime, is using the practical joke as a distraction and is actually robbing the vault. I think. I feel like foxes are like. Very, I feel like in my mind, very ta- like trickster, but in yeah, like a clever, quieter way. They're very talented. They're like dexterous, good at doing tasks. I don't know. Yeah, so like it's a trickster schemer. So a bit of a yeah. So, so I think that the fact that maybe like a bit of a kleptomaniac in the same yeah. way. Yeah. So I like the idea of another familiar having some tension with its masters. Polly has that tension yeah. because Polly wants to be a pirate, and the fox has this issue with or maybe the fox's master actually makes use yeah. of the sort of little klepto traits of him and has him steal other wizard spells and magic but what if there was a spider familiar whose master was afraid of spiders <laughs> mm, that's a good one that's good you could do the same thing with a snake too though you could do a snake familiar the master's afraid of snake yeah i just find that ridiculous. Who's afraid of a snake? I feel like a lot of people are afraid of snakes. I feel yeah, like you're I just not afraid of snakes. Is, you think they're lying? Lindsay <laughs> 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 has her own version of QAnon, actually. Like, obviously, you've never met a snake. Otherwise, you wouldn't be afraid of them. Yeah, it's a snake phobia conspiracy. Look, this is the deep state <laughs> trying to make everyone afraid of snakes, but the snakes are really good. Okay? <laughs> snake JFK is going to show up next week and show all of you. So, yeah, you, okay, fine. We don't have to, but if, yeah, I think maybe it's a stretch pre gen if you want to do a familiar whose master is afraid of them be they a snake or be they a spider you read <laughs> they try really hard but it's still really obvious i think that would be adorable <laughs> the masters so i think the other thing about this though is i don't think that there's going to be this is going to be yeah the masters aren't going to be there because i think for a longer game you could be, have be the masters there. there but for a one shot it's hard to really put the familiars in the spotlight so if it was like a longer game so for anyone playing familiar yeah. as a campaign <laughs> if you have a spider familiar whose master is afraid of them, let us know. 
because Lindsay really wants to know about this. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a snake familiar who's part of the deep state conspiracy, I really know about that. let me know. Because I want to know about that. It's like the don't tread on me shirt, but instead it's just no one's actually afraid of snakes. Quit your shit. That'll be yeah. I yeah, that'll be, that'll be our first no merchandise snakes. <laughs> when we get a million followers. No one's actually afraid of snakes. Fight me. <laughs> and on the back, just for good measure, it says birds aren't real because, come on, birds aren't real. Those will be, be our first t-shirt, front and back. Birds aren't real, one side, no Thank one's God. afraid of snakes. <laughs> Fight me <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Be great. So yeah, but okay. So for the, my my other familiar though, so I have the frog toad. I don't really have an idea for a name quite yet. And then the trickster scheming fox. I was a bit of a klepto. And Can I think your for the toad's fox, name be Balthazar. Balthazar, Balthazar, or Balthazar. Balthazar. Is that I know, a name? but I really want to Balthazar. Name? Well, Balthazar, yeah, it's Balthazar is Shakespeare too. Balthazar was. In Ro- yeah, Romeo and Juliet. I like that name. I forget. Oh, it's a restaurant, too. God, there's a lot of Balthazars. Oh, Balthazar is a biblical name. Oh. Saint Balthazar. It's a saint, really? He was a magi. No shit. That works. Yeah, him and Casper. <laughs> we're magic. Friendly ghost. <laughs> uh, apparently, also lover of Jesus. I don't know. Not lover as in biblical lover, but lover as in no. lover of Whoa. the biblical Jesus. He, wait, he was one of the three. Wow. He was one of the three. Gosh, there's my being forced into church as a child coming up in weird ways. <laughs> Not Balthazar. Balthazar with an F. Balthazar. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what the fox's name will be. I, my instinct is some like uh, like Japanese otaku weeb shit, but I also immediately understand that I, that's like really boring and not good. <laughs> so I will not. You could be really on the nose. Naruto. And just yeah, that's true. Have too. the fox's name yeah. be Kitsune. I uh, know. Yeah, it'd be like Kitsune. Kitsune Naruto or Just something. Just to like really be, drive it home. Like, I know. Now I want it because it makes me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> God, that's terrible. You're the one who wants to create a character that has trapped their master in <laughs> an actual living nightmare. All right. <laughs> Look, I read this and my only thought was, how can I make this dark? So, of course, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could I make this character's entire life a hellish existence for both itself and its one loved one in the world? So I don't know. I'll figure out the fox's name, though. But it's a, they're a trickster schemer, That's a bit so of a klepto. And oh, yeah. And their mask is them steal other wizards or other magi's spells. And Polly finds this. Just like he's jealous a, because his right, yeah, he's like a it's like a rival his, pirate. But his master wants him to do it. My master just gets pissed <laughs> off when I come back with cool shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Paulie's like trying to learn the tricks <laughs> of the trade from Fox and just yeah. And one, they're very like a parrot and a fox are very different animals. I'm so sorry. I feel like <laughs> it'd be you're sorry. Why don't you name the fox like F A W K S? I was just, how about I meet you halfway and I name him Guy? That's, I, I will then continuously call him Guy Fox. Yeah, Guy Fox. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. I know, but I'll call him by the full name. Okay, that's fine. I accept this, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've reached an agreement. Who knows? I mean, I, well, I'm not going to be playing this character, so. On your character. I'll be running I'm the glad game. we can I do won't this. be playing either Balfazar or Guy Fox. <laughs> they need to be GM. Yeah, so right now. But I, that's cool, though. I think this is like a really cool cast of characters. So right now, that leaves us with Balfazar, the frog toad made of mushrooms. Oh, Guy Fox, the fox that is a bit of a klepto. <laughs> Bave, the old, a little bit psychopathic raven oh, or crow. Oh, it's called Bad B by everybody or bad else. <laughs> In this, I want that to be a thing. Oh yeah, ba- ba- <laughs> maybe no one knows what Babe's actual name is. Babe is just referred to as Bad B, and ba- <laughs> because also Babe is like an old character, so I would think that Babe 
worked for her master's like parent or something probably like or master been in this passed family. down through yeah, the ages what family you. or like religion or cult yeah the yeah. warmongering like psychopaths Sith, right there's stuff. always two of them yeah. or something or missionaries Sith or missionaries same thing Fine. I do like the idea that babes yeah. master is like a Jehovah's Witness type of missionary and that's there's always two of them <laughs> and they always have <laughs> trouble in pairs and they've just been handed down from one to the next yeah okay so anyway, moving yeah so we have Babe or Bad B the raven and we don't have a name for the hair Nana, N-A. oh yeah that's right I'm just bad at taking notes that's okay we're here to remind you Nana the rabbit who's a trickster clowny rabbit and new to being a familiar and then we Useful. have Polly the parrot, who's been a familiar for a while, yep. but most recently has become obsessed with becoming a pirate. <laughs> and, and then be the lab or dog, who is the goodest boy, a protector and sort of good guy jock, and has to boop his snoot on things to cast clean the clean, tidy mend utility yep. spell. And his paws are slightly too big yep. for his body. His paws and limbs are slightly too big for his body. All right, cool. I like this. I think these are all really great pregens. So going from here, what we'll do is offline, we'll fill out their stats and create RPG sessions oh. sheets for these. And then we'll get to see them in action at the actual play, which for us recording right now is next Tuesday. And... That will be, right. as a reminder, that is going to be a friend of yours has gone missing their familiar and their master. And they were last seen at a master familiar bonding baking class that all of you are headed to to begin your investigation and find your familiar friend and the master, too. But really, it's your friend who's the familiar that you're most concerned about. And the adventure will take off from there. So I'm excited. I think this is going to be really fun. And any last thoughts on our characters or on the setting itself? Yeah, it should be. None that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, same. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll call it then. <laughs> That's a wrap. And outro credits. Outro credits. <laughs> The Genesis role-playing game is owned and developed by Edge Studio. Content used in this episode can be found on the Genesis Foundry and Storefront on DriveThruRPG. Intro and outro music is Best of Luck by Katrina Stone. Licensed through Artlist.io, as was any and all other music used in this episode. Ambient background sounds and sound effects are by Michael Gelfie. Licensed through Artlist.io or from the free Adobe Sound catalog. Credits can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode of Table Flip.